Welcome to the Lessons for Living television program. My name is Bill Santos. Thank you so much for watching. Well, over the last number of programs, we've been studying the 23rd Psalm. The 23rd Psalm is probably the best known Psalm, the best loved Psalm, definitely the most quoted Psalm. Now, perhaps no verse in this Psalm gives more inspiration than the last verse as David talks about his final destination. Well, the truth is we all have a final destination, and that destination is eternity. And just to give you a faint idea of something we can't even calculate, think about how long is a million years? Well, a million is a thousand thousand. How long is a billion years? A billion is a thousand million. How long is a trillion years? Well, a trillion is a thousand billion. How long is a quadrillion of years? A quadrillion is a thousand trillion. How long is a quintillion of years? A quintillion is a thousand quadrillion. And you say, well, that's incomprehensible. Well, so is eternity. You see, because even after a quintillion of years has gone by, eternity will have just gotten started. Let's go to the 23rd Psalm, verse 6. Here's what we read. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. God wants our final destination to be heaven. When we come out of the valley of the shadow of death, we want to be in the house of the Lord. You, you see, life is a journey. And that journey is simply preparing us for our final destination. So today as we close this study on the 23rd Psalm, thinking about our final destination and the journey to get there, there are three wonderfully encouraging truths that ought to give all of us victory over worry, depression, and anxiety as we face the future. Point number one, God's goodness is watching over us. We are told that goodness follows us all the days of our lives. God's goodness comes behind us all the time. Now, that doesn't mean that everything that happens to us will be good. It does mean, however, that God will use everything that happens to us for our good. No matter what bad or evil comes our way, if the Lord is our shepherd, goodness will come out of whatever happens. This simply tells us in Old Testament language what Romans 8 verse 28 tells us in New Testament language. We read, We know that all things work together for good to those who love God to those who are called according to his purpose. 
Now remember, this is a shepherd song, this 23rd Psalm. This is a psalm of how a shepherd leads his sheep. Now we've learned that the shepherd in this psalm is the savior in the gospels. The shepherd that David is talking about is the Lord Jesus Christ. And, and Jesus is no ordinary shepherd. In fact, he tells us in John chapter 10, in verse 11, I am the good shepherd. Now, there's a very interesting verse in the book of Acts that tells us something about the earthly life of Jesus. Acts chapter 10, and then verse 38. It says, God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power, who went about doing good and healing all who were oppressed by the devil, for God was with him. If you want to know what Jesus Christ did for the 33 years he lived here on earth, it says he went about doing good. What he did then, he is doing now. The good shepherd is still doing good for his sheep. Now, I want you to think about something concerning goodness. Nothing good ever comes except when it comes from God. James chapter 1, verse 17. Every good gift and every perfect gift is from above and comes down from the Father of lights, with whom is no change or shadow of turning. Furthermore, nothing except good ever comes from God. Psalm 52, verse 1. It says, The goodness of God endures continually. See, you can't go anywhere in this world where you can't find some evidence of the goodness of God. The 33rd Psalm, this time in verse 5, it says, He loves righteousness and justice. The earth is full of the loving kindness of the Lord. You see, our problem is we take God's goodness for granted so often that we don't even realize just how good God is and how you and I benefit from God's goodness each and every day. Aren't you glad that every day God is good? Point number two, God's grace is working in us. We are told that not only does goodness follow us, but also mercy follows us. Now, mercy, well, that's just the flip side of grace. In fact, it is the result of grace. Isaiah chapter 60 and verse 10. It says in the New Living Translation, foreigners will come to rebuild your towns and their kings will serve you. For though I have destroyed you in my anger, I will now have mercy on you through my grace. Now, 
I want you to notice that both goodness and mercy, we are told, follow us. The Hebrew word follow literally means to pursue. So what this really says is God's goodness and God's mercy, it pursues us. It runs after us. It stays right on our heels all the days of our lives. Again, remember, this is a shepherd's song. Shepherds do not drive sheep, they lead sheep. Sheep are led from the front, so the shepherd would always be out in front. But what that shepherd would always have with him would be sheepdogs. Usually there would be two of them, and they would always be bringing up the rear. Their job was to follow behind the sheep, and if the sheep went astray, or a sheep got a herd, or if a sheep started falling behind, they would bark for the master and alert the shepherd to take care of that sheep. So David is saying that goodness and mercy are like divine sheepdogs in our lives. They're always following behind us, keeping watch over us, helping us when we have a need. Lamentations, chapter 3, verse 22. Look at what it says there. It says, It is of the Lord's mercies that we are not consumed. His compassions do not fail. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. See, I thank God that His mercies are new every morning because there is not a day that goes by that you and I do not need the mercy of our God. Think about how a parent follows a child around picking up after them. That's exactly what God does for us. He's constantly picking up after our messes. We make mistakes, we blow it, we get things out of order, and there is God behind us all the time, picking it all up, putting it back together, working it out, taking care of our messes. That is simply the mercy of God. God's goodness, God's mercy, follow us all the days of our life. Point number three says God's glory is waiting for us. There's a great word in this psalm, and it's that little connective and. That little word connects our todays with our tomorrows. It binds our present with our future. The entire thought meant so much to David as, look at what how he put it in, the 27th Psalm and verse 4. One thing I have asked from the Lord that I will seek after for me to dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, to see the beauty of the Lord and to inquire in his temple. You see, David had one goal in life, one major goal. He wanted to make it to heaven. David was pumped because after the end, he says, 
I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Now, that really spoke to shepherds because shepherds were always on the move. Shepherds lived in tents. You know, as soon as sheep cleaned off one spot and devoured all the grass in one particular area, they moved to another. A shepherd never got to settle down in one place for very long. But David said, one day, I'm going to make my final move. One day, I'm going to reach my final destination. And it is going to be in the house of the Lord. Now, this destination, it's not just a place. It's a person. You notice the psalm begins with the Lord, and it ends with the Lord. Jesus said in John chapter 14, uh, verse 2, In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. The word mansions here literally means dwelling places. If you are his sheep and the Lord is your shepherd, you are guaranteed and reserved a first-class suite in his house. And praise God, in his house, there's no checkout time. You know, I don't know all the facts about the future. I don't know how I'm going to die. I don't know when I'm going to die. I don't know where I'm going to die. But though I do not know the facts about the future, I know the finality of the future. I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. It, it blesses me as I study this psalm that God has saved the best for last. He tells us in the very beginning of this psalm that we will never lack anything. When we're hungry, He's going to lead us to green pastures. When we're thirsty, He promises to lead us to still waters. When we're down, He picks us up and He will always lead us in the right way even when we walk through the valley of the shadow of death, he will protect us with his rod and his staff. Even when we are surrounded by our enemies, we will eat in calmness and assurance at his table, knowing that he is right beside us. He tells us, our earthly life is going to be full of goodness and mercy. And it's wonderful to know Him, to love Him, to worship Him, to serve Him, to praise Him on earth. But then David closes this psalm by telling us that if the Lord is your shepherd, the best is yet to be. We haven't seen anything until we reach our final destination. Story of a woman who had been diagnosed with a terminal illness. 
She had been given three months to live and she was getting her things in order. And she contacted her pastor and had him come to her house to discuss the funeral and what she wanted to be done. She requested to be buried with her favorite Bible. It seemed as if they had talked about everything and the pastor was getting ready to leave when the woman suddenly remembered something very important to her. She said, Pastor, there is just one more thing. He said, what's that? She said, well, this is very important. I want to be buried with a fork in my right hand. Well, the pastor looked at her for a moment like she had lost her mind. He didn't know exactly what to say. The woman said, I know you think it's strange, but in all my years of attending church socials and potluck dinners, I always remember that when the dishes of the main course were being cleared, someone would always lean over and say, keep the fork. She said, you see, that was my favorite part because I knew something better was coming, something wonderful, something sweet. She said, so when, when people walk by my casket and they see that fork in my hand and they get that look in their face that says, what's with the fork? I want you to say to them, Pastor, keep your fork. The best is yet to come. Well, that pastor's eyes welled up with tears of joy as he hugged that woman goodbye. So the next time you reach down for your fork, if you know the Lord Jesus and you are his sheep and he is your shepherd, you just remember what your final destination is. And remember, the best is yet to come. We have something special as we conclude today's program. A while back, two dear friends of mine, Martin Young and Rudy Michelli, recorded a song that they wrote called My Shepherd, and they taped it for a ministry that is colleagues of ours at The Quiet Hour, and they were gracious enough to share that recording with us. And I want you to sit back now and just meditate on the words of this beautiful song, My Shepherd. Lord, you 
Wasn't that a great song? Let me thank once again our friends at Quiet Hour Ministries for sharing that with us. And obviously Martin and Rudy for that beautiful rendition of that song. Well, we've come to that part of our program where we have our special offer. Each week we try to make resources available to you. Uh, 
so that uh, you can better understand God and His will for your life and, and get a sense of what God has in store for us because the best is yet to come. So we have a little book here uh, for you today. It's called Real Peace, Real Answers. It's a, a wonderful read. Happiness, it says, is found in knowing God. We'd like to give you this book as a gift, free of charge, no obligation whatsoever. It will arrive at your home in the mail, postage paid. If you're interested in receiving this book, pay attention now to the information you're about to hear. To receive today's free offer, you can log on to the Lessons for Living television website, www.l4ltv.com. That's the Lessons for Living television website, www.l4ltv.com. You can also write us at Post Office Box 27030, Simcoe Conlon Post Office, Oshawa, Ontario, L1G0A3. And we would be happy to send the offer out to you. That's Post Office Box 27030, Simcoe Conlon Post Office, Oshawa, Ontario, L1G0A3. If you live in Canada, this offer will be sent out to you free and postage paid. For viewers living outside of Canada, shipping charges will apply. If you wish, you can order this offer by calling our 1-800 number and speaking with one of our volunteers at 1-800-972-0337. 1-800-972-0337. Operators are standing by now. While on our website, you can leave a prayer request and if impressed to do so, donate to help keep this ministry on the air. Thank you for your support. Well, we've come to the end of another program. Let me thank you again uh, for tuning in. Please uh, do us a favor and let your friends and family know that you watch the program, that you enjoy the program, and encourage them to also tune in. Um, you can refer them to our website, l4ltv.com. Once on the website, they will have access to all of our previous programs right from the very beginning when we first began to broadcast. They're, they can see those there. Uh, they can request the free offer that we give out every week. There's a link there to do that. They can find out where I'll be appearing live and maybe I'll be out in your neck of the woods sometime and you can come out and, 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 and see us and, and introduce yourself. I'd love that. And uh, there's a tab on there where we have some archived messages, you know, uh, addressing some of the questions that you know, we have posed to us all the time. And then there's a Donate Today tab where you can make a donation online by credit card, Interact, uh, to help keep this ministry on the air. Want to remind you of our Instagram. Follow me on Instagram. Every day a one-minute devotional video goes out. Twitter. Facebook, we're all over social media to try to get the message out. Just before we go, want to remind you that we have a part of our ministry that does overseas humanitarian work. If you're interested in sponsoring an activity like that or joining us on one of those overseas trips, check out our website, missionnowcanada.com. You will not be disappointed when you get a chance to visit another part of the world and just demonstrate to them God's love in action. We are all out of time. I am so grateful that we had these moments together. Let's do it again real soon. 
God bless you.